brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. I'm Jennifer Dawn, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. I'm really excited to jump in and get started. Now, here's the thing. As business owners, we all know that we need systems to grow our businesses and to scale. We need these systems, but let's face it, nobody wants to do the work to create these systems. They're tedious. They're boring. We have other things that we want to be doing today. And so today, we're going to be talking about how to create better systems in your business to improve efficiency, not just for you, but also for every member of your team. Now, I know that we all want that, but we want to do it in a way that isn't going to like drive us batshit crazy. So you're going to love who we're talking with today. My guest today is the co-founder and CEO of Tango, Mr. Ken Babcock. Welcome, Ken, to the show. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you. And if you guys don't know what Tango is, that's okay. We're going to, I'm sure, learn a lot about that in today's show. So let's kick it off. But I actually kick it off with, I was reading on your website, Ken, that you dropped out of Harvard to start this company. And is that true? Yeah, Harvard Business School. Um, so not quite as cool as, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg, you know, dropping out of undergrad. But we did, myself, my two co-founders, Brian and Dan, we we dropped out of Harvard Business School. Oh, I love that. I am a fellow, Not it's not as fancy as Harvard. I dropped out of Florida State University, which is not Harvard. I'm not even going to try to go there. But dropped out, started my business, my first software company. So I was like, oh, look at this, a fellow dropout yeah. who went in and started their business. And so where did you first get the idea for Tango? Like, just tell us a little bit of that backstory, like how that came about. Yeah, so I think, I mean, it really comes down to Dan, Brian, and I, you know, getting together at school, you know, meeting, I think it was day one, we were introduced through mutual friends, you know, encouraged to spend some time together that we, you know, that we would get along and we did. And I think we all realized that we were, we were at school for similar reasons to do something entrepreneurial. And so, you know, every Friday we would get together and we would just put a bunch of ideas on a whiteboard a lot of bad ideas. And so, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of attempts to get to a good idea. But I think the thing that we realized as we were coming up with these different business ideas is that there was just a theme around team performance. That was something that we cared a lot about. We had experienced in our prior careers. I mean, everyone experiences that, right? Whether you're on a high performing team or a low performing team, figuring out what makes that team tick and, and why it's high performing versus low performing is often really hard. And, and a big thing within those teams, obviously there's there's relative performance within the team employee by employee, right? There's high performers, there's new hires, there's lower performers. And every team leader that you know we've ever encountered has always said, oh, how do I clone that person? How do I clone that high performer? Yeah. And And the more we spent time with just that need, the more we realize is that, you know, for high performers, 
there's this barrier to sharing their knowledge, what makes them excellent. Um, and it's documentation because nobody wants to do it. It takes extra time in your day. It's too tedious. It's too manual. Once you do it, it gets stale really quickly. And then people are just pinging you with questions. Oh, I don't think this works anymore. Or, hey, this process you laid out, like, I can't find this tool. And so, you know, what we said was, you know, could we actually lower the barrier to creating documentation by having it be as simple as you go through your process you normally do, and then we as Tango give you the documentation of that, that you can share it easily with any of your teammates. And so really, like, what Tango has become today is very much that. And that was sort of the idea from the get-go. Now, the reason why we dropped out, there was a huge accelerant to this, which was the pandemic. You know, we were at school in the middle of the pandemic, like the, went right when the pandemic started. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say that this need for documentation, this need to capture high performance was unique to the pandemic, but teams going remote and distributed really exposed how little infrastructure a lot of teams had around documentation, around those systems that you're talking about. And so we said, holy cow, this is kind of like a, you know, a moment in time where a lot of people are feeling this pain and need a solution like Tango. And so that's, that's ultimately why we dropped out. Nice. And so then you, you drop out, you have this idea that you're going to create this really brilliant piece of software because as a business owner, the number of times I have said to myself, if I could just get the team to do it like I do it, right, <laughs> um, it would work. But then they all go do it 12 other ways. And you're just like, as a business owner, you're just trying to co constantly trying to get your team to just like, will you just do it this way that I've already figured out and I'm, I'm working yeah. or we all think, oh my gosh, if I could just clone myself in the business, right? I just need 10 more of me doing doing it the way I do it. But taking that time to figure it out and to document it and to train the team on it. And like it is, it's just so tedious and boring and we're often running at hundred miles an hour. And so even finding the time to slow down and do that documentation can be really tough. So you definitely, you clearly hit on a a really good pain point here of business owners. And so then, so then, then what happened? So you have this great idea, you guys drop out, the pandemic is like, hey, validation, this is necessary. So then what happens? Yeah. So, I mean, for us, most of our experience was in technology. You know, my co-founder, Dan, was an investor in software companies before school. I had spent most of my career at, at Uber. And, and so, you know, we were very accustomed to this sort of venture-backed, startup life. And so we went out, we raised our, our seed round in the fall of 2020, uh, brought some great investors on board. It was really just like the three of us and some interns. And we said, hey, you know what, if we can go out and we can raise some venture capital, we can pay those interns, we can incorporate this company, we can move forward and really, really focus on building the software. We had a working prototype at the time. But as, a, as you know, when you have a prototype, it usually means that it breaks a lot. And so like we, we would get it to work in certain instances. And um, what we said was, you know, we need we really need this money to hire the right people so we can build the software and bring the software to market. So that that for us was where we started. And so, you know, that was fall of 2020. We spent the next year building the software, spending a lot of time with customers just to understand what it is that they needed. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily responding to every single need, but it was figuring out, okay, what are the core needs? What is the thing that, you know, if we were to isolate this to the one job to be done for our users, what would that be? And so using Tango today is, 
is very is a very simplified experience. And you know, that's a lot of the feedback we get. And we love to hear that. Oh my God, it was so simple. It was so easy. It was so straightforward. A lot of software can fall in this trap of let me add a million widgets. You know, if I give more people more yeah. features, that'll be better for them. And we've always said, no, let's focus on the core job to be done. Make it simple, make it easy, and make that experience so delightful and unique relative to other software. Very nice. And so using Tango, you can essentially just go through the process you normally follow. And then is Tango like doing all that documentation stuff behind the scenes for you? Yes. Yeah, so we're a Chrome extension. We also have a desktop app if you upgrade to our pro plan. But our Chrome extension, um, you know, all it takes is you to click that, press play, go through your process, how you would normally do it, kind of how you were describing, <laughs> how can I, I've, I've already figured it out, I know how to do it. You go through that, you can capture across any website, any tool. We've built the Chrome extension to be really flexible to recognize what page you're on. And then, um, you know, once you're done, you just hit end. And then automatically within probably 10 seconds, we give you a step-by-step -step tutorial of everything that you just did, descriptions, screenshots, URLs, all automatically, and you can share that directly with your team. So talk to me a little bit. So our team, we use Loom a lot, right? We use yeah. Loom. If you guys aren't familiar with Loom, it records the screen. And we communicate because we're a 100% virtual team. And so we communicate through Loom like all the time. Like it's very normal. I get up in the morning and I'll have, you know, five Looms in my inbox from my team. But because we're virtual, we're on all these different time zones, it lets us be very effective. And so how is like a, a screen share recording software, how is that different than Tango? Yeah, totally. I, and we love Loom. We use Loom as well. I think, you know, it, it really is a difference of use case. I think Loom is great for mm -hmm. adding context, voiceover, explaining things that maybe are a little bit more ambiguous. But when it comes to process documentation, Loom can be really cumbersome. So if you think about a process, when you're documenting a process, you want someone to follow along right? And execute that. That's the purpose of creating documentation. Some people create reference materials for themselves, but for the most part, it's kind of this one-to-one -one or one-to-many relationship. The challenge with Loom and process documentation is that for the viewer, it's typically like a pretty cumbersome experience. Oh, I've got to rewind back to that point because I, I wasn't keeping up with it. There's a lot of filler here that the person added. I'm sure we've all watched a Loom video that was maybe just like, 50% too long. And so for us, yeah. you know, we kind of compare the difference between Loom and Tango is Loom is like, can be like the full game film, whereas like Tango is just the highlights. And mm -hmm. it also allows the viewer to follow along at their own pace, which is, which is really valuable. And then on the creator side, I think there's something to be said for removing the performance art. I think I've, I've sat down to record a Loom and I'm like, oh man, I said the wrong word. Got to go all the way back to the beginning and restart that, right? And that, so that actually like drains on efficiency because you're doing it time and time again to make sure it's right. For us, you know, we allow pretty seamless editing after the fact. If you make a mistake with Tango, it's its own isolated step. You can delete that step. No one will ever know. And, you know, you can move on with it. So I think for us, what we kind of said was Loom is great for certain things, but, you know, Tango really embraces that, that process documentation process management. 
Very nice. Yeah. One of the other tools that we use, so we are certified consultants in a piece of software called Trainual, which you're in this space. You probably heard of Trainual. Guys, if you haven't heard of it, think of like training and a manual all in one place. And we love Trainual because you can go in and you can put all your process documentation in there. If, you know, some a process changes, you can have roles defined, you can click a button, it'll send them the updates. But you still have to go in there and create all the process documentation. And, you know, it's kind of this great structure to disseminate the information, but you still have to go through and create everything. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, again, is that the Tango really allows you to streamline that 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 creation space where you're actually creating and documenting your process. And then could you then take what Tango creates and put it into a dissemination dissemination system like a trainual. I mean, would that would those two work together? Yeah, and we've we've prioritized that. So, you know, when you think about trainuals of the world, you know, Guru, Confluence, Quip. I mean, there's so many wikis out there that people use. We've always prioritized being compatible with those, meeting people where they're already consuming content. You know, if we came out and said, hey, we're also going to be your knowledge base now, or we're also going to be, you know, your replacement for Trainual, that's a really big behavioral shift for a lot of organizations because they're like, oh, my gosh, no, everything everything we have is in Trainual. Like, I don't want to, you know, introduce like a new tool. And so, you know, the complementary nature for us is exactly what you said. Tango streamlines knowledge creation, Trainual or other internal wikis. They streamline, you know, knowledge organization, knowledge discovery, knowledge architecture for some organizations. And so we want to be able to plug into that and say, you know, hey, here's here's sort of a new a new way to work in Trainual that's going to make even that product more delightful. And, you know, as a result, we've actually taken investment in our business from companies like Slack, Atlassian that, that owns Confluence, Salesforce because they've all said, hey, you actually make our product better. And so that relationship for us is one that we you know, continue to prioritize. There's a lot of different ways to share an export from Tango specifically because of that. Oh, very nice. So talk to me a little bit about just the process. So when you guys decided that, hey, we're going to start this business, we have this great idea. How was that? You went out and got some funding you guys, you started talking to people, you released the product. And so I guess I, I want to hear, you know, all of our listeners are going to be business owners and we all go through the day-to-day struggles. And so I would love to hear, like, what do you feel like has been one of your greatest challenges that you guys overcame in Tango? And then I'd love to hear, like, one of your greatest wins. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, one challenge that, I, you know, I would say in a lot of ways, like, we continue to refine and focus on is a product like Tango has so many horizontal use cases, industries, teams, roles. I mean, anyone who's creating documentation or has, you know, institutional knowledge is probably going to want to use Tango. And so, you know, I think for us, it's always been a challenge of focus. How do we make sure that we focus on the right use cases and the right users it's very tempting to go for some vanity metrics where you say, oh, we're applicable to everybody. Like everyone should download Tango. That's great. But the reality is like to build a product that that shows immediate value and then to continue to build value for your users, you've got to know them really well. And it's really hard to know all the roles and functions and industries 
when you're a team of, I mean, today we're 35, which feels big. It's bigger than, you know, obviously bigger than we've ever been. But, you know, even back then when we were doing more customer discovery, it's probably 10 of us, 15 of us. I mean, you can't, you can't know all those users. And so, you know, we've always focused on people who are teaching people how to use software. And primarily those functions tend to be customer support, customer success, IT, as well as some people that have like training in their function. And so that that's always been a challenge. And, I, and I'm sure that like a lot of business owners feel that challenge. Like who is my core customer and how do I continue to focus on them? I would say that's a work in progress. I don't know if we've overcome that. And then um, a big win. I mean, you know, this is actually something that was announced three weeks ago or so. We were actually named to um, Fast Company's list for the next big things in tech specifically in the workplace and productivity category, which is a great recognition just for what the team's been able to do in such a short amount of time. And so, you know, those those little wins are always fun to fun to celebrate internally. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. That's a Thank super you. fantastic win. I love it. But I also love going back to the challenge. I love how you guys made a conscious decision not to try to be everything to everybody. As business owners, we're so often we come at everything with a helpful heart, right? We want to help everybody. But and even if it is a it's still a work in progress, but to just make that conscious decision that, you know, we can't be everything to everybody, but let's try to be the very best that we can be for this segment that we feel, you know, we are the best equipped to help. So I love how you guys kind of you consciously made that decision. Yeah. I well, I mean, any small business, like I think that the day-to-day exercise is always one of prioritization. You're always resource constrained. You wish you had more capital. You wish you had more people. You wish you had more insights. The reality is like, you've got to, you've got to work with what you have. And so being able to prioritize, being able to drive focus, I think long-term is what, you know, makes a company successful. Yeah. Agree completely. All right. Ken, I'm going to ask where everybody can go to find Tango in a second. But first, for those of you who are going to be seeing us on video, I got to know, what's the story with the drums? Is this your office? And is the, what, what, what's the story with the drums behind you? <laughs> yeah, the story with the drums. It'd be really funny if there was no story. It'd be kind of perplexing. Um, I've, I've played the drums since third grade. You know, I would say uh, I play them a lot less now. I have a 10-month-old in my house. So drums, oh. <laughs> drums is probably the opposite of what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. So right now it's just good, good fodder for my background. But yeah, big music guy. This is my office. Doubles is my, I guess you could call it like a, a little recording studio, but always fun to play when I get the chance, even though it's, you know, fewer and further between these days. Oh yeah. With a 10 month old, that's like no drums in the house. That's going to be a rule. <laughs> To keep everything quiet. I agree. (laughs) That's so awesome, though, that you get to have like your passion. It's right there. It's in your office. It's part of it. I'm a big horse person. And so my horse is not going to be in my office, even though people see a lot of pictures of me and the horse. But if I could have the horse in my office, that would be awesome. But I love that you get to have your, your, your music and that part all right there in your office. Yeah, it's important. I mean, it's, you know, as much as we are also focused on, work and our, you know, professional careers and ambitions, you know, we prioritize that with the Tango team too. Everyone, every new hire presents what's called like a, we call it their like user bot or their new hire bio. And so, you know, they'll come on to an all hands, usually in their second week. 
and be like, hey, here's everything about me that you need to know. And none of it's work related. You know, it's like, what three brands would you be a spokesperson for? Where would you go in a zombie apocalypse? That kind of stuff, you know, sheds light on the fact that, you know, we're not just here to like execute on work. We're people too. And we've got passions outside of work. We've got a few horse people as well. So at some point, yeah, actually my co-founder, Dan, had a horse uh, that raced in the Kentucky Derby in 2021. So, no way. Yeah. Really? Pretty cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Both of my horses, we just, we've, I've had one for 11 years. I've had horses my whole life, but we just got another horse for my daughter, but both of them are rescued off the track thoroughbreds. Oh, wow. So they never raced in the Kentucky Derby, but they, they both raced um, one for just three or four races before he broke his leg on the track. And then our newest horse, she raced for four years and wow. um, was on the track for quite quite some time. So we yeah. are big fans of our thoroughbreds. We, we I just love thoroughbreds. They're just the awesome. best. Very cool. Very nice. All right, Ken. All right. So share with everybody as we wrap up here where everybody can find Tango. Where can they find information about you if they want more information? Sure. So easiest way, tango.us. T-A-N-G-O dot U-S. That's our, that's our website. And then my email address, if you want to get in touch with me, very simply, Ken at Tango dot U-S. So feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm happy to welcome a new user, take some feedback, uh, you know, and just connect. So yeah, that's the best way. Oh, I love it. And you guys will put that in the show notes as well. But mostly from today's show, I really just want you to take away that as a business owner, it is entirely possible to create your process documentation and do it in a way that doesn't have to be super tedious, super time consuming. There are amazing tools and resources out there to help you do this really necessary thing in your business without it being quite so cumbersome. So I hope you take that away. I, I love the little moment of, you know, decide who you want to really be for. You can't, you can't serve everybody at once. And I even love at the end, Ken, you shared a little bit of information about your own company culture and getting to know people and treating them as human beings, you know, in your company, it's not always just about getting things done. So lots of great stuff, you guys, from today's episode. Ken, any final words you want to leave with our listeners? No, I think, I think you summarized it, it really well. So thanks. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. And, and I look forward to hearing from, from listeners. Awesome. You're very welcome, Ken. Thanks for being here. You guys get out there and have a happy, productive day. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. The She Leads Podcast Network.